0: Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort.
1: You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time.
2: Stopping the Madness. In this podcast, Eckhart explains that humanity is at a pivotal point. He says the most urgent task of our lives is to connect more deeply with the transcendent part of ourselves. Eckhart explains the possibility is always there, just waiting to be discovered. He uses an ancient Greek term called metanoia, which means a profound spiritual awakening brought about by a dramatic shift in consciousness. In certain mystical traditions, it's called Buddha nature or Christ consciousness. Eckhart says once we realize we're indeed the light of the world, we do not have to be a part of the craziness anymore. He says we can stop the madness by learning to dissolve it
3: in ourselves first. It's vital for humans, especially now, we are moving into a critical time period for the totality of humanity, which is also an incredible opportunity for disidentifying from the the unconsciousness that otherwise governs the world. So how do you do it? In a way you don't even do it. It's just a, a cessation of one could almost say the cessation of doing and the realization of being. And doing on a primordial level is thinking. Humans are thinking all the time, except in dreamless sleep. They're thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking, it's no cessation. And then life gets more and more difficult. Then you watch more and more on the news, on TV, and whatever it's called, the news is not the news anymore. It's just opinions. It's just stupid manipulation. And you watch him and you get drawn into that. And you think it's all so real. And then you see anxiety arises, anger arises, suffering arises. And as humans, as the suffering increases, as I said before, the motivation to awaken in many humans also increases. So we are here to realize this and to actually welcome the challenges we are confronted with externally because they are a great opportunity for the awakening of consciousness. Humans don't awaken except through difficulties, obstacles, problems, challenges and then your state of consciousness, the state of consciousness with which you meet the external situation changes, which means how the way in which you experience an external situation changes and now this sounds a little mystical what subsequently happens on an external level is also to a large extent determined by your state of consciousness in the present moment what subsequently happens in the so-called future which never comes because you can only experience the future as the present moment so you can never experience the future, except as a thought form. <laughs> Interesting to realize this, the only reality the future has is as a thought form. You cannot actually say, oh, there it is, because the moment you say, there it is, it's the present. <laughs> so the how things evolve in the so-called future are linked in a very fundamental way to the your state of consciousness in the present. So if you meet a difficult situation or a difficult person in a state of consciousness that is not reactive but in an awakened state of consciousness which means present, alert, then it changes also the situation, the external situation, how it develops from there onward. Or you can, if you're unconscious, you face an external situation, and you amplify the problem of the external situation that you're facing by your unconscious reactivity of the the egoic self. It feels threatened in the situation, Then all the things that you do in order to Remove the situation or make it better actually makes it worse.
0: (laughs) Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort.
1: You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring... The Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu.
3: So it amplifies when you're unconsciously reacting all the time. You can observe it even just meeting a single human being, a difficult human being. And many human beings are very difficult, you might have noticed. So you meet a difficult human being, how you react, if you if this difficult human being triggers the same in you, an angry human being triggers anger in you, then you amplify his or her anger, and then it grows and grows and grows, it might it become violence. And this applies to any situation, if you are in a reactive, unconscious, the unconscious state of reactivity, then you amplify the problem. <laughs> And this is what happens a lot on every level here. This is an unconscious way of dealing with things. Whenever you're motivated by fear or anger, this is what happens. You think you're you're resolving the situation, but you're amplifying it. (laughs) So the key is then to realize this dimension within yourself that is beyond the thinking mind and all the mental, emotional turbulence. And this happens very easily in a moment like now, when your mind, your thinking mind subsides, comes to a stop. Now, what remains? You can't say what remains, but you know what remains directly. A sense of presence cannot be defined, a sense of beingness. This is the most beautiful thing, these moments without thought. But it's not loss of consciousness, it's loss of thinking when it's not needed. Because thinking is useful for many things and destructive for many other things. And so you discover when it's useful and you let go of it when it's destructive, when it destroys your enjoyment of life, your enjoyment of the present moment, your ability to, to just be, to acknowledge the aliveness of things around you, to acknowledge the present moment, to have some gratitude for the richness of life and all life forms around you. All this you lose when you're continuously absorbed only in thinking. What remains then when thinking subsides, awareness remains or presence, whatever you want to call it. In religious traditions, in mystical Christianity, it's, it's called the Christ within. In some Buddhist schools, it is called your Buddha nature. These are just names to talk about it. That's what remains when thinking subsides and there's only a sense of spacious presence, like now. And in that spacious presence, strange thing is you don't know anything anymore, of course, because there's no concepts anymore in your mind. You don't know anything on the level of concepts. And yet that is the essence of who you are, this beingness or presence. So you don't know yourself anymore as an object, which is when you live through the ego, then you become an object to yourself in your consciousness and you have a relationship with yourself. You can say, I love myself, which is better than hating yourself, but you still have a relationship with yourself. You're not yourself. You have a relationship with yourself. It's better to love yourself than to hate yourself, true, but you still have a relationship with yourself this too, I love myself, I'm too. <laughs> but with the realization of being, you are yourself. And you, so you don't cannot know yourself as an object of knowledge, but you can know yourself as the eternal subject of all knowing. And that's where wisdom arises. This is the source of all real knowing and the source of all true intelligence is in this non-conceptual, vast intelligence, which is the intelligence of consciousness itself, which is one with who you are. And then when you can link into that, you become inspired. It can inspire your mind. Your mind can create when it's linked into that. You have creative thoughts. You have creative input, ideas. You take action that is wise rather than, or as the Buddhists say, skillful, skillful, wise action, rather than unconscious action that produces more suffering for yourself and others, perpetuates karma. So this realm of true intelligence is the non-conceptual realm Yes, you need concepts, and you can use concepts, but don't lose yourself in concepts. Don't look for yourself in concepts, and then have a have a narrative in your mind that that says this is who I am. It's just a story of one concept linking linked with others concepts. The, the story of yourself is not essentially who you are. It's a story versus. This limited entity, the person, it's a surface phenomenon. It's not who you are, but it's the realization of who you are. That's the awakening, but it's not conceptual. So look for the cessation of thought. Look for it in little moments, like now. Whenever you look at something natural, the sky, a tree, the ocean, any plant or flower or animal. Don't label it, just be alert and present and perceive it. And as I said before, when you go into anything natural, when you go into nature, you can then sense, something that is almost awe-inspiring. I'm not romanticizing nature. I also, of course, nature can also kill you, but there is there is something there that is holy or sacred. And humans have to find that urgently because then they are not going to destroy nature anymore. Ultimately humans, have been destroying nature for some time because they have lost the ability to sense what's there. There are old forests still, some are still here in Canada and other parts of the world. There are forests that have been there with gigantic trees that have been there for thousands of years, thousands of years. They are sacred spaces. But if humans cannot sense it anymore, then all they see is possible profit. What can we do with it? What can we do with it? They look at the whole world in terms of doing what I can, what what can I do with it? (laughs) Because they have lost sense of being. It's a terrible loss. But you've also lost it with reference to yourself. You can't sense your own being. That's why you cannot sense the forest. You can't sense your own holiness and that's why you cannot sense the holiness of the forest or the sky or the ocean. It's not impossibly difficult what I am suggesting is the most important task in your life, which has become particularly almost one could say urgent at the present time. This is the task of realizing the transcendent dimension to who you are. Very simply by realizing that you do not have to think all the time. That there's always a possibility in yourself it's just waiting to be discovered. You are waiting to be discovered, so to speak. That, that dimension is always there at the moment thinking subsides you feel that stillness it's another word you can use in there's a stillness
0: have you ever brought your magic to Walt disney world like hey we came to play did you tip your tiara to a creole princess or get goofy officially step up like a boss and save the day or see what life's like under the tree of life did you if you could would you When we come through, it's true magic, because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort.
1: You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming
3: now on Hulu. I wrote a little book called Stillness Speaks. It's a small book designed for meditative reading, not consecutive reading. Just little, little, just little entries. The first sentence in the book, if I remember correctly, is, you are never more essentially yourself than when you are still. So when you're, this is the same thing, it's just another term pointer to describe it. You are still when the mind subsides, but awareness is not lost. In fact, awareness has grown consciousness awareness this is the light of consciousness that jesus said you are the light of the world it's in one of the gospels in another gospel he also said i am the light of the world The both statements what is he talking about you are the light of the world you are the consciousness of the universe that's what he said you are the consciousness of the without which there wouldn't even be a universe. You are essentially not a person. You are the consciousness of the universe, disguised briefly <laughs> as a person. <laughs> but the consciousness of the universe wants to realize itself through you. <laughs> It's very strange. So, in other words, the universe is in in the process of an awakening. It's an awakening of consciousness. One could almost say the universe has led a dreamlike existence for a very long time, when forms were identified with just the form, and gradually loss of realization of the essence. With humans, that has become very extreme. A tree is still rooted deeply, not only in the soil, but in the beingness of life. When you look at a tree, you can sense it is one with itself. It doesn't, it's just, you have to be still to be able to sense that there is something there that beyond, beyond sense perceptions, the presence of the tree it's a manifestation of consciousness too. Or even an animal. You can look at an animal without always having to label it and you just look or touch or listen. And it also is a manifestation of the one consciousness. And it's still more rooted in being than a human. Even your dog and the dog is already kind of becoming humanized in many cases, but even the dog or the cat, they are still more deeply rooted in the beingness of themselves than humans. Humans have gone out a long way, lost themselves in mental abstractions, but it's all fine, it, all was, it was meant that way. It's all, was all necessary, but what's necessary now is the next step, the shift in consciousness. Jesus called that repent, which has been mistranslated. Metanoia is repentance. It's a Greek term used in the Old Testament. Repentance, an important concept in the teaching of Jesus. Repentance is a shift, a turnaround of consciousness. Which is not. They translate it as repentance, and then they thought it means, you say, "Oh, I'm such a miserable sinner." Which, well, you probably are because your your mind is dysfunctional. But then, if you, if you create an image of yourself as a miserable sinner, you're stuck again in delusion. So, metanoia is the Greek, ancient Greek term, traditionally translated as repentance, but it really means an inner shift in consciousness. And that's what it's all about. And it's great opportunity now, especially if you want to first avoid further suffering for yourself and avoid contributing to the suffering of the world or humanity, (laughs) they go together. If you don't want to contribute to the madness, because there is at the present time an increasing craziness in the energy field, you can either become part of it and contribute to it, or you begin to dissolve it in yourself. So the key is become aware of yourself as a conscious presence, consciousness. Become aware that you are conscious. For example, one could say that there's no doubt Even if your entire life is a dream, including this moment, there's no doubt that in order for the dream to happen, there needs to be a consciousness, the light of consciousness, in which the dream appears. And you are that. Whether you call it a dream or reality, it doesn't matter. You are the light of consciousness in which this appears. So, everything can be doubted, except consciousness. You can doubt everything about yourself, except that you are conscious right now. And even that, when you use language, we distort things. Even to say you are conscious is not quite correct. Because that would imply that there's two of you. There's a you that is conscious. Or even to say, I am conscious, is not quite correct. Because language so easily creates duality. I am conscious means there's an I and there's a consciousness, but that's not right. I am consciousness is the most accurate way of saying it, instead of I am conscious because you are not separate from consciousness, you are consciousness. There's no you without consciousness. (laughs) You are the light of the world. And a person, by the way, you're also a person. But if you're a person that is rooted in the realization that you are the light of the world at all times, then you become, by the way, a much better person too. It's the icing on the cake, it's a side product, it's a side effect of Awakening, you're no longer a totally crazy person. (laughs) You're not part of the craziness anymore. Well, that's a wonderful thing, not being part of the craziness of the world. That's your task, especially now as the craziness is increasing, your task is not to be part of the craziness. (laughs) So the key is awareness, presence. And that is be aware of yourself as a conscious presence and then recognize that conscious presence in everywhere else, every other human, every life form, you can sense there too is the same conscious presence in a different, one could say different vibrational frequency, but you have to become still. Thinking needs to subside if only for a moment and awareness remains. Become still. Take a breath. One conscious in-breath, one conscious out-breath. If you observe, this is a lovely mini meditation. Observe the breath going into your body and coming out of your body. During that time you are not thinking. And so that's the way you can use use your breathing by being aware that you're breathing. uh, And you can, that becomes part of being aware that you're aware. As you know, I also recommend to feel your inner body, the energy that pervades your entire body, which is consciousness. And so you become aware of this inner energy field of aliveness. It pervades your hands, your arms, your legs, your feet, the entire body. But it's not the body anymore, it's the unseen. You can't find that when you could cut open the body and you can't find that. It's beyond what can be perceived. It actually exists in another dimension. That invisible presence that you are, that you cannot find when you cut open the body and look for it, this the invisible presence that is the essence of who you are does not actually exist in in this dimension it exists in a in another dimension even the you can say that the dog what you love in the dog yes the dog may look nice or the cat may look nice lovely to look at but you can sense there is an inside to the dog there is the dog has an there's an inner being. But you cannot cut open that dog. Let's say the dog dies or does, you cut open and you look for that inner being, you can't find it because all, all you find is bones and f- blood and flesh. <laughs> Where's the dog? It's not in the bones and the, the blood and the flesh. It doesn't actually exist in this dimension. It's in, it is in. another, you are a being and every is from another dimension. And only the outer part comes into this dimension. You are, as as you know, you're essentially invisible. You are invisible. The essence of who you are is invisible. Even just thought is already invisible. You can't find a thought by looking for it with instruments, let alone the deeper consciousness of who you are. You are invisible. And this presence is not subject to decay or time or death. But when you only know yourself as a person, then you continuously have the fear of death. And ultimately, all fear comes down to the fear of death. So if you want to lose the fear of death, know yourself as this invisible presence that actually doesn't even exist in this dimension. That's already in another dimension. And you you realize if you have to talk about it, but you don't have to say it, that ultimately there is no death. And, and to know that it's a, a direct knowing, that means all fear goes. Because if the fear of death goes, then ultimately, because that's the root of all fear, the ultimate loss. So that's the, the secret of awakening, of uh, bringing about a shift in consciousness in yourself, and, bringing about an end of the craziness and restore or restore sanity hasn't been here for on the collective sporadically. There has been some sanity, but a lot of insanity in the collective energy field. And there are times when the insanity increases as it did in the first half of the 20th century, it was, to the two world wars and other dreadful conflicts, huge amount of collective insanity. And then it got, in the Western world at least, got better for quite a few decades. And now we're entering another period of insanity, but we are more ready for it now. Many humans are more ready to awaken now than before. And of course you are one of them. Otherwise you wouldn't be here, unless somebody dragged you here and you can't stand it anymore. (laughs) So meditation ultimately is, yes, it's very helpful. What we are talking about is the the meditative state as your normal state of consciousness. So there's always a background of awareness in your life. And then you return to just aware presence and you look around. And then it means more and more present moment living. The present moment is actually usually not bad at all. Thank you.
2: I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Eckhart Tolle, Essential Teachings, the podcast. You can follow these essential teachings on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't yet, go to Spotify and follow this podcast. Join us next week for more enlightened teachings from Eckhart Tolle. Thank you for listening.
0: Dogs are an important part of our lives, and keeping them protected is a top priority, especially against nasty parasites. That's why you got to check out NextGuard Plus, a Foxoloner, moxidectin, and pyrantel chewable tablets. NextGuard Plus Chews provide one-and-done monthly protection that kills fleas and ticks, prevents heartworm disease. Plus, it treats and controls roundworms and hookworms. That's a whole lot of protection packed into a delicious beef-flavored, soft chew designed to make monthly dosing easy and enjoyable. So the next time you're at the vet, ask about NextGuard Plus Chews. They're the one-and-done monthly parasite protection you want for your dog. Use with caution in dogs with a history of seizures or neurologic disorders. Dogs should be tested for existing heartworm infection prior to starting a preventive.